Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we take a break from our study of Ephesians. Currently, there are about 250 nations in the world. There are something like 7,000 languages spoken in the world today. There are no different colors of people. The only thing that determines color of skin is how much of a pigment called melanin a person has. We are all shades of the same color. The amount of melanin your body makes depends on your genes. This week, we will study the book of Genesis to examine the early history of the human race. Where did the races of people come from? How was the earth repopulated after the flood? Where did the variety of languages come from? It was all set in motion between the flood and the time of Abraham. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he takes us through biblical history in today's slice of this week's message entitled, Meet Your Ancestors. Uh, The term Semite refers to descendants of Shem. The Jews are Semitic people. Now, when we talk about anti-Semitism, we're always talking about hatred of Jews, uh, very specifically, but in the the most um, true sense of the word, the Jews are not the only Semites, but they are the ones that people love to hate. Now, Shem's genealogy is going to be mentioned again in chapter 11 um, to make sure that we see how that portion connects us all the way up to uh, Abraham, who becomes the main character of the book of Genesis, starting in chapter 12. Now, there's, there's something here that I think merits comment. Um, it isn't really exactly germane to what we're getting at today, but did you notice in verse 25, it says, and two sons were born to Eber, the, names of the, the name of the one was Peleg, for in his days the earth was divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. I think it's pretty clear from the context of Genesis, and we're talking about the major division of peoples took place where? At the Tower of Babel. I believe all he's saying is that as we trace these um, descendants of Shem, that it was during the generation of Peleg that the Tower of Babel took place. Understand, there's some big overarching descriptions of things here, and we don't have a year-by-year chronology of when things took place. Now, there's another theory believed by a lot of people that... um, it means that in the days of Peleg, that was when continental drift got really popular, and the continents began separating dramatically uh, from each other. Uh, that theory says that there was still only one land mass after the flood, and that it subsequently split apart into the continents as we now know them, which, you know, yes, you could see maybe continents may have been separated from each other, but the fact is there's still a lot of open questions among scientists, and a lot of creation scientists have a number of unresolved difficulties with that whole idea being the explanation for the separation of the, the peoples. We have to acknowledge, though, that 
It's possible that verse might refer to something like that, but I think it pretty clearly refers to uh, chapter 11. You can get to heaven without agreeing with me about what happened during the days of Peleg, and it has no bearing on our purpose for today. Well, you've met your ancestors. There's the overview. There's the Japheth branch, the Ham branch, the Shem branch, and now the summary. In case you got lost in the details of the chapter and my surely charming mangling of Hebrew names, look down to the summary, verse 32. These are the families of the sons of Noah, according to their genealogies, by their nations. And out of these nations were separated on the earth after the flood. Now, I said this chapter would answer the question, where did the races of people come from? There's a very good answer to that question. The answer to that question is, that's an invalid question. You are coming to that question with the presupposition that the definition of races is valid, and it's not. There is no such thing as races of people. There is one race, if you want to even use the word race. It's the human race. We are a different kind. We are a direct creation of God and then generated from Adam and Eve. The idea of various distinct races came along many centuries after Christ. It is a man-made and false way to describe human existence. I, uh, I, I love listening to uh, Vody Bauckham on this chapter. You might want to go look up his sermon on it, and then you'll say, well, Harris wasn't too bad, but he ain't no Vody. Um, if I could talk like Vody, no one would fall asleep in church. Um, he is about six foot four, six foot five. He has a voice that can rattle the chairs in the fourth row back. Um, he is a, a, a very dark-skinned black man. He has a beard that anybody in the major league baseball world would be proud of. Um, when he says something, people listen. Well, when he's pastoring a church in Texas, he said several times he would be asked, being a black pastor, is your church interracial? And he would always answer, no. And when Vody says, no, you know it, the answer is no. He says, no, we're not interracial. We only accept humans as members. <laughs> he makes the point. There is no such thing as race as a legitimate biblical Christian worldview definition of humanity. At the end of the flood, eight people alive on earth. Everybody today descends from those eight. There's only one race of people, and God knows each one individually. He is in control of all the developments, all the nations, all the boundaries. Do you really believe that? That is part of having a Christian worldview. The Bible celebrates that in heaven, all of those diverse um, 
groups will be represented. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. John is seeing in another part of one of his visions. After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could count. How many is that? A lot. Nobody could, could keep track. From every nation and all the tribes and peoples and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, and palm branches were in their hands. God is redeeming people from the one race that He created. And He loves all of the diversity, all the different peoples, tribes, nations, and tongues. The most important question is, are you going to be part of that group? Will you be there The only way to be there is to be clothed in white robes. And please don't read anything racist into white robes. That represents the righteousness of Jesus Christ, having been rescued from darkness, having been cleansed from the the filth of sin. We, my friends, need to treat people as God sees them. Every human being is an image bearer of God. That's the way to see it. Now, I have in the, in the past, as you know, racial things would, would come and go, I have used the phrase uh, colorblind as a good thing. Shouldn't we just be colorblind? And by that, I meant the good sentiment, the legitimate sentiment that, you know, when you're colorblind, you have trouble distinguishing one color from another. And so it's, it's, a, it's a vision problem, a perception problem. And so when, I, when somebody says, I want to be colorblind when it comes to racial issues, they, um, they mean a good thing. I want to treat people uh, without paying attention to the color. And again, you ought to hear the Vody Bauckham uh, version of this. He says, people tell me that they want to be colorblind. And I say, what do you mean by that? And he said, always the defense is, or the, not the defense, the explanation of it is, well, I have people of all different colors. Well, that means you're not colorblind. You recognize the difference. God does too, and it's a good thing. And it's, it, it, the point is, we don't treat people differently because of whether they are melanin-challenged or melanin-blessed or on the average we need to treat people as God treats them. We are one people created by God. We are one people in the body of Christ, redeemed by Christ. We will stand with all the saints of all the ages, redeemed by Christ. The solution to racism begins with properly understanding the design of God in creation and in the gospel. So, I have put myself out there reading all of those Hebrew names. You can go listen to the recording, snicker all you want to. But I had a goal for today and next week, and we'll see if it goes any beyond that. Specifically today, I wanted to start helping you to make sure that when you hear these things, and oh, do we hear the sloganeering today and the, the sound bites and the, and, the, and the placards and who matters and who doesn't matter and who matters more than others and who has the right to say who matters and all. It's a silly world out there. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.